At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Well, tonight, I'm, I'm not in a series. I'm kind of just wherever. But last week, we talked about freedom from fear, and I'm going to talk about it again. <clears throat> but I want to I focus tonight, just going to just hone right into this tonight. And I may say some things that you don't understand. You know, your natural mind may don't just kind of go tilt with. But I, but I don't have a lot of time and just got to get right to the point. But we're going to talk about the fear of death. <clears throat> the fear of dying. The, the, literally the, the fear of being separated from this earthly body. <clears throat> and in... Hebrews chapter 2, where it talks about the fear of death, um, that fear of death that he's talking about there is, it's, it's the fear of dying on this earth, but it's the fear of destruction also. But tonight we're going to look at it from the fear of dying. And um, if, if you don't know this yet, but one day you're going to do what the world calls dying. One day you're going to die. If, you, if, you, if nobody's ever told you that, it's time you understand that. You're going to die. You're going to leave this body. I, I, I don't look at it as death. I look at it as advancement. All you're doing is just advancing to the next part. When you leave this body, you'll advance to the next part of eternity. That's what it is. And um, if for whatever reason you are afraid to die, you need to get over it. And I'm just saying it real directly, you need to get past that. But you will never get past being afraid of dying, leaving this earth, in certain areas of your life. You'll never get over it without a relationship with God. You, you'll, you, you don't just, okay, I, I won't be afraid. No, no, that's bogus. No, you'll be, if you're afraid, you'll keep being afraid. Hmm? If you have hatred in your heart and you have no word coming in 10 years from now, you'll still be dealing with hatred. It will not just go away. I promise you, that ugly devil will not give up his place with you. You have jealousy, strong jealousy towards something, towards another person or something, and you have no word coming in and renewing your mind, changing the way you're thinking, you will continue to be jealous till you go to the grave. May, you know, you can, you can dress it up in a nice little skirt or pair of pants and make it look a certain way or another way, but it's still jealousy or hatred or unforgiveness, or anything else, without the entrance of His Word that brings light and illumination to what you think and how you operate, without that, nothing changes. And, and listen to me, <clears throat> um, in, in just any, any kind of relationships that you have in life, when you're dealing, I, I don't care if it's on the job, I don't care if it's a, in family, it's a marriage relationship, it's a friendship, I don't care what it is, if, 
people do something out of an unrenewed mind, and they affect you in a certain way, and you've not been able to trust them, and they got no word coming in, you still can't trust them. Well, you know, I got to love them. Yeah, love them, but you can't trust them. You got to be, I mean, you got to be bold about, you cannot trust people that have no word. And people that you think you can trust that have a little bit of word, they got to prove themselves. And um, most people don't want to do that because they're in fear. Their fear of losing a friendship or the losing this or whatever. I'm telling you, to walk by faith in God, it's a kind of a lonely life. Because there's no compromise. Not when you're trusting God. Not when you, the Bible says to trust in God, Proverbs says trusting God is a safe place to live. I have to honestly say in 45 years of salvation, I, I have come to the place where I have zero expectation on any human being on the planet. Zero. And every time that expectation tries to rise, I hear God say, no, 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 not the expectation. Not, ex- not, not the expectation because if you expect things from other people, they will let you down. My trust is in God, God alone. And you have to... You have to live by faith and develop your life of faith to be able to not only say that, but do it. Not trusting a soul. No expectation that people will do what they say they'll do. Zero. So, I'm not set up for letdown. I'm set up to be a blessing. See, when you're not waiting for other people to do then you can do anything and everything God tells you to do, no matter what people do or don't do. Doesn't matter. But what's behind the whole thing, and this is what I'm going to explain in this tonight, is fear. But it's actually the fear of death. Man, I have seen something here in the last little bit that I just, you you know... (laughs) You hear something. I was, I was watching a guy preach. This guy's not even alive anymore. He's alive in heaven, but he's not alive here. And I was listening to one of his messages, and <clears throat> I'm just sitting. I had it recorded on my TV, and, and I'm listening to the message. And, you know, it was kind of a really dry message, you know, kind of nodding off there for a minute, you know, but I'm still listening. I want to listen to it. And I'm listening to it, and boom, he says something. And it's like, where's that ever been? And he said it out of, and, and quoted a scripture that, if I've, if I've quoted that scripture once, in 45 years I've quoted it thousands of times. And why didn't I see that? One word from God changed your life forever. Amen. Tonight, as I'm sharing with you the word of God, this word right here, it'll change your life if you get it. Amen. Psalm 34 and verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
I was, I was, I think I was in New Mexico, and I was around somebody, and not a Christian guy, and whatever. And the guy said something. I said, "Man, praise God!" And he, and he looks at me. He goes, "What?" And I said, "I, I mean, I mean, you know, I, it used to annoy me people that would say, well, praise, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, come on,' you know." He said, "Do that continuously." I mean. You hearing yourself acknowledge the greatness of God and praising his name, I will bless the Lord at how often? All times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. My, my, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. And the reason we need that is because fear wants to talk us out of it. You know what, you know what fear's twin brother is? Or maybe twin sister? Or whatever. <laughs> now I could get the females mad at me for that one, and then the males could, you know. But but it's twin, okay? Fear's twin is unbelief. That's fear's twin is unbelief. It's unbelief. I'm gonna say it again. It's unbelief. He said, "The humble shall hear of it. Hear of what?" Hear of the praising and the acknowledging of the greatness of God. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Then he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. For you to experience the things that God has put in your heart for you to experience that, you've got to get this. You've got to get the fact that you have to live a life that is totally void of any type of fear. See, because we're faith people, so when we say that, that doesn't mean that there's no fear creeping around that, that, that's not saying that we didn't get a report of something and it grabbed our heart and we had to deal with fear. It said, I'm not tolerating it in my life. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of determination and a lot of believing that if God said it can be that way, then it can be that way. Because he didn't give us any fear, right? No fear came from God. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me from all my fears. You, you know, in the same context of those four verses right there, and if you read the rest of that chapter, he's talking about letting the praise of God be continually in your mouth. So part of me seeking God is acknowledging God's greatness every day. Praising God is not just, oh, I praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Nothing wrong with saying that, Okay. But praising God is acknowledging his will over anything else you see, hear, or feel. Can you say amen? And I've got to acknowledge that if fear is after me, it has no right to remain in me. But not outside of a relationship with God. David said, I sought the Lord. He heard me and delivered me of all my fears. Part of that is that constant acknowledging of how great God is.
You ha- if that bothers you, then you'll never get free of it. See, the, see, the entrance of his word has to be there for a person to change. And when I'm talking, I was, a minute ago I was talking about other people, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. For anything to change in you, there's got to be the entrance of the word. Not just the hearing the word preached, that's where it starts. But then something I do with that word that I hear preached. It puts fear out the door. But we have to develop that. One of the things that I've seen through the years... So oftentimes, people have such an expectation on other people or what other people think that they're too afraid to step out in something because, well, you know, if I was going to step out and start a new business, what if I fall flat on my face? I'm just telling you right now, if I heard God, if I believe I heard God, let's say that, if I believe I heard from God, and God told me to do something, and I fell flat on my face, I'd rather fall flat thinking I was doing what was right than to sit back and be safe. You know why? Because the safest place you can be is you believing what you're doing is from God. That's the safest place. And God will take care of you. You can fall flat on your face, and he'll have you back up the next day. Because he sees the heart. You're, you're going after something because, you know, bless God, I want it, and I don't care what God or anybody else thinks. That, that's totally different. I'm talking about when you've heard from God. But fear will try to shut you down and keep you from stepping out and believing that what God said to you is going to come to pass. And you know what will happen? What will happen is, let's say you fall flat on your face and something doesn't work. And you get back up, and you know It wasn't God because if it was God and he told you to do it, it would have worked. Maybe some things you didn't do exactly right. Maybe some things that needed to be worked out. But see, we're in this process of getting free from fear so there's no unbelief. We can hear God clearly and then accomplish everything that Jesus accomplished in the earth. And even more, he said, because he's gone to the Father. He's at his right hand representing us. And now we can do, and even more than he did, we can do in the earth. But we got to get rid of this unbelief and fear and doubt. It has to, we have to be rid of it. Can you say amen? So I want you to look at this little story. We've read this many times, I think. I've read it many times. <laughs> I think I've read it to you many times. But it's found in Mark chapter 4, and it starts with verse 35. <clears throat> and Jesus had been ministering to people and healing the sick and doing all kinds of things. And it said, on the same day, verse 35, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. Now watch. I'm just going to break this, this, this reading through verse 41. I'm just going to break this, this little story down, Okay. So when Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side, Jesus said he never did anything that he thought was right. Okay? That's what you and I need to get free of and, li- and, and, and delivered of in our life, doing what we think is right. Jesus never did anything that he thought was right. He only did what Father said. 
So let us go over to the other side. That's in quotes. That's what Father said do. Everybody say, that's the will of God. Okay? Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose. A great windstorm arose. In the, in the Weiss translation of the Bible, um, Charles Weiss, he, he says in his commentary that this was a storm like no other storm that they had ever seen. Okay? This is a storm like no other storm. Now follow with me in this. Very important we get this. And it says, And a great windstorm arose, one like they had never seen before, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling, but he was, a, he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. I think I'm getting that pillow thing. You know, that, that pillow's really troubling me. Why did he put the pillow in there? You know why? He was at such peace in knowing they were doing the will of the Father. Okay, storm, no storm. Are, are you getting it? See, see when you, here, here they are doing the will of the Father, and it's the greatest storm they've ever seen. They've never seen a storm like this, and it's the will of the Father. It's the will of the Father, and it's the greatest storm they've ever seen. So you break that down to your life and most Christians' life. Well, you know, I, I feel like I heard from God, but, you know, there were just some tough times. And I'm not making light of that because who in here hasn't had tough times? Right? But what usually happens, well, I'm not going to say usually, what happens periodically? Well, you know, if it was the will of God, I wouldn't have had to deal with those storms. The biggest storm they'd ever seen, the worst tsunami they'd ever seen. And Jesus is asleep on a pillow. I mean, I mean, watch. They woke him and said, teacher, do you not care that we're dying? They're going down, and they believe it. They're afraid of what? A bad storm? They're afraid of dying. I'm going to give you about ten examples in a moment of how many things are tied to the fear of dying. That most people don't even see it. Do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea. Peace be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, notice he didn't say, why did you wake me? I was really in a good rim cycle. Hmm. Man, and you just, you just got me out of that. 
I, I, I was in a replica boat in, on, uh, on the Sea of Galilee. One of the times I was in Israel, I was in a replica boat of what they used. And uh, it was no posh sleeping quarters or some kind of deal like that. I mean, he was asleep on a pillow, and that pillow was probably wet, probably soaked. But he was asleep because of his confidence that he was doing the will of God. Listen to me. When you know that you're doing the will of God, when you know that you know that you know that you know, and listen, even if you're doing what you believe is the will of God, because you haven't developed into really knowing 110% that you've heard the voice of God, how are you going to learn it any other way? You're not. you got to get dirty and wet, and you will find yourself in some horrible storms that look like there's no way out, but if you just stay with Him, if you just stay with Him, He will see you. To the other side. It said, they went to the other side. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, even after he said this, and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? They hadn't come to the place where they believed that all authority in heaven and earth had been given to him. They hadn't gotten to John 16 yet. Who do you say that I am? Oh, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven, and on this rock I'll build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. That's you and I being willing no matter what we face. I will not allow my mouth to curse God. I will not allow anything to come out of my mouth that goes anything and says anything contrary to the will of God. I refuse to allow any circumstance to get the best of my life. None. No matter what it looks like. I learned a, I learned a number of years back that when you don't talk problems... People think you got it all together. And for a while, I didn't realize that. But you, you don't ever hear me talking the problem. I, I've been through, in 34 years, I've been through all kinds of situations and circumstances. My wife and I have. She and I have been through all kinds of things you didn't know anything about because why would, why would I get involved in that? Why, if I'm going through a struggle, let's say I have a financial struggle, and I let Dale know what my financial struggle is, thinking Dale's going to bail me out of that situation right there, at the end of the day, Dale's going to run out. But God never will. So why would I go there? But I had to realize that People think you never have any problems and you never go through anything because you never talk the problem because most people talk the problem. Most people talk about how bad everything is because they're so afraid of things going on so they need other people to be there. And we need to be there for other people, but that's your responsibility. 
See, it's my responsibility to be there for others, not to try to get you to be there for me. If you're supposed to be there for me and pray for me or do whatever, that's on you, not me. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, and there's things in the Word is your pastor, there are things that I see there. You know, in, in the men of God that are in my life, I pray for them every day because of what the Word says. And I know people like Dale and Isabel and different ones in our body, they pray for my wife and I every day. You know, on a regular basis, I just know they do because I've heard of what they do. But it's not me trying to get them to pray, see? Then I'm in fear thinking I need other people to make sure everything works out. And literally at the end of the day, that kind of fear is the fear of death. Because what you believe, it, it may not appear, see, the appearance of something like that, being afraid of like not having enough or whatever type of situation, it doesn't appear like it's the fear of death. But at the end, the devil will take those thoughts and take you to the grave. You're never going to make it. I mean, they're going to come after you. They're going to put you in jail, and they're going to kill you in jail. I mean, I, did you hear what I said? I mean, it, it, it starts at one point, but the end of it is the fear of death. That's the end result. In this story with these guys, they were afraid they're going to die. I'm telling you, you need to take that story, apply it to your life, and know you're going to do anything for God. You're going to do anything in any way According to the will of God in your life, you will face some of the worst storms you've ever seen, but God will see you through. Amen. And God will develop in you the authority to shut everything down that's coming against you. So in essence, with one word, with, with a couple of words, peace be still, a tsunami came to nothing. So, everybody sitting in here can probably think of a tsunami in your life coming against things in your life that have happened to you. Doesn't change God. And what He wants to deliver you of is the fear of dying and the fear of destruction. The fear of you not being able to overcome and come to the other side and make it to the other side. It says here, they went to the other side. It shut down and they went and finished their trip. God wants your journey to finish. He wants you to stay in that place with him so that he can not only cause you to finish, but you'll be on top of every situation that you face because of the maturity that's happening in your life. We have to mature. We have to get this. We have to understand that fear is out there to destroy us and keep us from everything that God has promised in his word. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 2. And verse 14. You know, the other thing about Jesus on that pillow that just hit me was that he wasn't taking the care of anything. And man, you could be full of care in that situation right there. 
Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, cast every care onto the Lord. Why? Because the Lord knows how to take care of the care better than you can take care of the care. Amen? He's a better caretaker than you are. Actually, you're not any good. Amen? You can't take care of anything other, other than you and I doing what he tells us to do. If we're taking care of something because he's told us to do it, that's one thing. But you and I worrying ourselves about the situation and how are we going to get out of this, it'll take you over the side of the boat and drown you every single time. This passage of Scripture right here is where I wanted to come to and just end this message tonight with this thought that I'm going to give to you out of here. Hebrews 2 and 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, capital H, capital H, he himself likewise shared in the same. He partook of flesh and blood. The word be- The Word became flesh and He dwelt among us, did He not? That through death, He might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Watch this. And release those, everybody say release. Just just close your eyes for a moment. Lift a hand or two, whatever you want to do. Have your hands in a fist all the way in a clenched fist, and as I say this word, just open your hands, release, 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 glory to God, release, release, release what? He said, and release those who through fear of death, who through fear of death, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear of death keeps you subjected to bondage from the enemy. The fear of death. Now, just follow with me as I bring this to a close tonight. Just follow with me in all the examples that I'm going to use. I'm going to take my time just for the next few minutes. If you're afraid of flying, if you're afraid of flying in an airplane, or, or in, in, yeah, flying, you, you literally, people that are afraid of flying are afraid of dying. Okay? That, that, that's a simple one. If you're, fl- if you're afraid of flying, you're afraid of dying. If you're afraid of heights, you're afraid you're going to fall and die. And there's no question about it. That, that's, that's what the fear is. You, you may justify in your mind, well, no, I'm not really afraid of that. Yeah, yeah, you are. Or you wouldn't be afraid. Yeah, but, you know, my... Dad was afraid of heights, and my granddad was afraid of heights, and so I'm afraid of heights. Yeah? But, but your dad and your granddad are not your true lineage anymore if you're born again. I'm talking to born-again people. 
I'm not talking to the people that have no understanding of the things of God. I'm talking about born-again people. Your lineage is now connected to Jesus. And there's no fear of heights, no fear of death. When I first moved here to Kerrville in 1989, in the summer of 89, I was working for some guys that painted houses. The Summit, where's the Summit? Over there. The Summit was just being built. And I was painting brand new houses at the Summit. My expertise. No, I was picking up stuff and doing a lot of sanding. (laughs) And they were doing all the painting. I was doing all the grunt work. And uh, for some reason, the owner of the company that I was working for decided that that summer they were going to do roofs also. And I, I, I had an issue being on top of roofs. But... I had to work for these guys, and I was supposed to work for them, and so I had to get up on roofs. We were, we were pulling double cedar shingles off of a roof, and so I had to do that for about two days. And it was right in the middle of the summer, and it was, a, it was a 100 degrees down on the ground, and it was probably 110 on the roof. And it was like a, it was like an, a journey from hell. You know, not only did I not like being up there, but once we got all the cedar shingles off, then we had the, the structure, the two-by-fours that you had to walk on and jump over. And, you know, the guys that had done it forever, you know, they're, they're carrying the, the big ply board, you know, and they're just leaping from board to board to board like that. And I'm going, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> but I was all about getting free from fear. And so I did it. And they made fun of me, you know. Ah, like you, what are you tiptoeing across there? Yeah, but I'm doing it. You can say whatever you want to, but I'm getting over it. I am getting over this. I mean, when I lived in the valley and had to hang Christmas lights on the, church, on, on the top of our house, my father-in-law and I both, we got up there and he had the same issue. And we're on the top of the house just crawling, trying to get to the edge of it, you know. Like uh, if you've ever seen Corey hang Christmas lights here at the church, then he just stands on the edge of it, you know, and, and does it. And I can stand there on the edge now. But in those days, I couldn't. I had to crawl. But I made myself at least finish that cedar shingle roof job, and then I quit. <laughs> I got through it. Because I was not going to be denied doing a job because I was afraid. And I was afraid. I was afraid. So, well, well, Pastor, you shouldn't say you have. No, no, I was afraid. And, And you say you're not and you are, you're lying. But I declared fear had no right in me. And I would be delivered and set free. And I got delivered and set free. And I I can, I've been at the Empire State Building in New York City. I've been in the tallest building in Sydney, Australia. You know, same kind of deal with a railing that's a lot shorter. I can stand right to the edge of those things and I'm not bothered. And, And before that, I was. But I got rid of the fear. We can get rid of the fear if we choose to declare it has no right and I will not tolerate it. I will not tolerate it. People, like I I used this earlier about going into business, let's say. God's put something down in your heart. And then all of a sudden, it's time to go into business, and all of a sudden, there's not the money you thought would be there. 
uh, the investor that said was going to work with you chose not to work with you. Fabian's been up against this many times. And, and, and the person didn't want to work with you. And so in the natural, because you're afraid you're going to fail, the temptation is to give in to that and not do it. Okay? Now, remember, I'm talking about what you've heard from God. And if you thought you were hearing from God and God showed you that you weren't, repent for it and pick up where you left off. Keep moving. You understand? Because ultimately, again, it's the fear of death. Say if it's a business, well, Pastor, how is, how is me being afraid of going into business the fear of death? You break it down, okay? Uh, I'm not going to do it because I might fail, and if I fail, they're going to come after me. If they come after me, they're going to throw me in jail, and if I go to jail, I could die. And I mean, whatever it would be, I'm saying the end result is the fear of dying. Literally, it's that type of fear. I, I, you know, I've flown on airplanes since I was, I think, 11. It was my first airplane flight with my father. And uh, I've flown, I've flown to about six different countries around the world. And uh, I've had people say to me, how can you do that? I mean, you're flying over water and there's nothing out there. And, and, and how can you do that? You could, you know, you could, you could die. You could die driving down I-10. I mean, could you? Could you die? Some people don't even like to talk about the fact that, a, that you could die. If you don't talk about it, you don't get to the root of why you're afraid. You're setting yourself up for ugly things to happen. Because you're afraid to talk about it because you're afraid of what could happen. No, but the promises of God tell me that the angels of God encamp around about me. They protect me in all my ways. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, they're always there to bear me up in their hands. See, that's how from the Word of God, that you are free from those kind of things, so you have to step out in faith and do things that you didn't think you would do. I know people that, that they won't go anywhere out of this country. They won't go anywhere out of their state because they won't fly because they're afraid they're going to die. More people die in car accidents every day than people in airplanes. Right? And so if you're af- so maybe you're afraid to drive to a busy city. You know, if you're not a good driver, let someone else drive. But you're going to let fear keep you from going and doing things that you need to accomplish and do? No. No, not fear. And again, there's two key points in what I'm talking about. Number one, I'm not talking about going somewhere just because you can go somewhere and I don't have to be afraid. No, not if God doesn't want you there. In the day and time that you and I are living in, and, and it was in what other times also, but the day and time you and I are living in, you need to be able to hear from God about going to the store. Hmm? Maybe you're not supposed to be at HEB today. Did you hear God? I mean, if you normally go to HEB, then go, but did you just pray in the Holy Ghost about where you're going? 
You don't need a five-hour intercession time. Just pray in the Holy Ghost for a couple of minutes and get a, a witness and a peace. Is there any reason I shouldn't do, do my norm? I'm not going to be afraid of that. But I'm going to listen to God in everything that I do. And the more you develop that, the more you get rid of fear in your life in every way. So if you're supposed to go to some other country, you'll go to some other country because of the leading of the Lord in full of faith, no fear, no matter what. There's some places that possibly that I'm going back to that I've been to before that in the natural they wouldn't think it'd be the right thing. But if my wife and I are in agreement and we've heard from God on it and I'm supposed to be at that, in those destinations on, on, on a mission from God to do what God's telling me to do, that's the safest place you can be. Remember, trusting in the Lord causes you to be in a safe place. So when you trust God and you do what he said, it don't matter. It doesn't matter where you're going, how short of a destination or a place that you're going, or how far it is. That's the safest place you can be is where God wants you to be. Can you say amen to that? The other fear of death that I want to just kind of end with I had a few others, but I'll just end with this. Um, is sickness and disease. You get some type of a diagnosis, okay? And I promise you that fear will come after you. You get a diagnosis about cancer or some you know, some other form, some other disease that, that takes people out. Especially you get some kind of a diagnosis about something that, you know, less than a half a percent overcome it. You know, those kind of reports. First thing that's coming is fear, and it's after you to convince you you are going to die. When COVID hit the scene, what was COVID about? Fear of dying. More people died of the common cold and flu in one year than of COVID in the United States of America in the first year. The flu the year before that just so happened to have no cases of flu in 2020. Hmm? Tell me fear wasn't behind the whole thing whole thing. Fear that you're going to die. I'm just telling you right now, you're going to die. Okay? And when I say die, you're going to leave this physical body. You will leave your physical body one day, but not until you're done. That's what we know from the Word. It's when we say we're done. Well, you just never know. You just never know, you know. We're not promised tomorrow. Yeah, we are. The Word promises us tomorrow. The Word promises you your life until you're finished. Now, that doesn't mean everybody believes that. And listen to me. If you had a late start, if a person's 75 years old and they had a late start into Revelation like this, and at 80 years old, they're diagnosed with some kind of disease in their body, Okay, and they had a late start like that. The fact that somebody like that would stay in the fight and not give up 
and not throw in the towel, even if they didn't overcome in this life, once they cross over, they crossed over in faith fighting to the end. Did you hear what I said? And, 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 it, and we don't want to use what's happened to another person. Well, you know, they fought hard, but, you know, uh, you know I, I'm just going to kind of give up. No, 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 no. God never wants you to give up ever, ever, ever. We never give up from the Word. And we never are losers because we didn't do it perfectly. I mean, everything I've ever walked through in my life, physically, I mean, I didn't, it didn't always look good or great or like I was on top or whatever, but I didn't quit and I stayed with it until I got greater revelation. And so today, when symptoms hit my body, I refuse the symptoms. I was telling my wife this the other day. Some stuff hit my body, and, and, and I, had to, I had to back up. And, okay, where's this coming from? What's this about? And so I began to pray in the Spirit, and, and I feel like that's what God said to me, as he said many, many times. Get yourself in the place, no matter how you feel, no matter what you've done, that you will not tolerate this. And, and you let it know. You speak to it, okay? A headache has ears. Cancer has ears. You speak to the mountain. You speak to the obstacle, to the thing that is coming at you, trying to convince you, you know, you're going to die. There are people who get a headache and they think they're going to die. It's a fear of death. All their lifetime subject to the fear of death, the bondage of the fear of death. What do you say about that? You know what I say? Not me. Hmm? I mean, if Joey comes to me and he's dealing with the fear of death in, a, in, a, in maybe one of the areas I've talked about or a different area, and, and I'm not willing to do what I'm telling you tonight, this isn't, this isn't a message, this is a lifestyle. And I haven't done it perfectly. It hadn't worked like clockwork in every situation, but I will not quit and I will stand the test of time so that I can agree with people all the time that what he did for me, he'll do for you. I could give you a list of things that didn't work. And because, because sometimes we don't talk about the things that didn't work, people think, well, you never had any of those things. Oh, oh, yeah. But that's not where my focus is. My focus is on how great God is. What, what was, the, what was the, the passage we read in the beginning? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, even when I'm hurting, even when my throat hurts, even when my head hurts, even when there's symptoms in my body. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and He delivered me. Why? Because every day, His praise continually is in my mouth, and it's not stopping, no matter what it looks like. And I'm in it to the end with anybody and everybody that wants to be in it to the end. I'm in it. I'm in, man. I'm in the game. I'm in it. We're going to believe to the end, but at the end of the day, okay, at the end of the day, something comes against my physical body. Everybody can pray, but at the end of the day, it's between me and God. Did you hear what I said? But listen to me, you have something 
that's attacked your body and you end up leaving here prematurely because of sickness, you're face to face with God. I mean, is that a win-win or is that a win-win? Huh? We get to fight to the end. That's what we teach here. We're going to fight to the end, believing, and, and we're going to go after. And I'm not talking about backing off because it may not happen. No, no, no. I'm saying we're fighting to the end no matter what it looks like because fear has no place. We're not afraid to die. I can say today, I have no fear in my life of dying. None. There's no fear, not even an ounce of fear. And with that, when I say that, it's not like, so if this happens, no, 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 no. I have all, I'm not afraid to die because I have all the promises of God that are yes and amen, and they work on my behalf. And so when I leave here, I'm leaving here when I'm done. And, And that's where you have to get so confident of what you believe about that, that you don't back off from it. So that you don't look at situations as a defeat if somebody passes on to the other side when you think they shouldn't have. Then you never find yourself blaming God for something. Never. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because never is it God's fault. If you're saved, you're healed. I don't care what it looks like. But you and I have to receive our healing the same way we had to receive our salvation. We had to make declaration for that and receive it and walk in it and allow the truth to rule. Can you say amen? Tonight, I'm declaring over you, over myself, over all of us, that fear and the fear of death has no authority to rule and reign in our lives. Just lift your hands to him right now and just thank him. Release, release fear. Release any fear. Say it by faith and expect your life to be delivered and set free of any type of fear in any way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that tonight we are free from all fear. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.